Welcome back. Welcome back. We got another episode of the Bitch Mob Podcast. Bitch Mob Podcast right here, man. Episode 12. Uh, we're going to be talking about today, Kobe, MJ, Phil, Larry Bird. Is he better than Durant or not? We're going to be touching on all these subjects. But we're going to start off with mm. Pippen came out. Pippen said, when I go back and look at Kobe's videos, I say to myself, damn, he was better than MJ. Can Kobe be better than MJ if he was a copy of MJ? That's uh that's tough to ask. Uh ooh, trying not to answer nothing wrong, but um if he perfected what MJ didn't. But then the question is, did he though? Did he perfect what MJ did? I mean, if we look at MJ's numbers and Kobe's, I mean they're similar, but MJ did it better. Uh clearly. Um, I just don't think there's any way you put Kobe over Michael Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan's just a different breed. Like, Kobe was close. Probably the closest that we've seen to Michael Jordan. But MJ's still MJ. He's he's different. He That's one guy I would not hesitate to pick if I needed a, a a guy to take the last shot even if it was a, a debate like in clutch moments who would you take MJ or Kobe 10 out of 10 times I'm taking Kobe that's, that's Wait, not a debate Kobe? for me 10, 10 I mean, times out of 10 I'm you're taking, taking Kobe I'm taking Michael Jordan my fault oh that's what, <laughs> that's what I thought you meant to say okay <laughs> my bad um to me it's like people that you know copy somebody else's clothing design or something like that is never going to be better than the original so i think it's it's cool like you said kobe's the closest one to mj but i think pippen's just a little hurt because the last dance um how people view him and stuff like that there's no way you could say that Kobe was better than MJ. To me, they yeah. two, they two in the same. One is one A and one B. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't say like clearly. Nobody can say like clearly. Oh, Kobe's better than MJ. No, you can't. You definitely can't say that out your mouth. Nobody can. Not with any type of sense. Nobody would, would listen to that. Um, so so you think Pippen said it like dang like he like he's you think he said it like clearly like because I no. I didn't see it. Like, you think he said it like, oh, wait, like, he's way better than him. Like, he said it like that, like, like no debate. I mean, he's been saying stuff like this recently. I mean, I feel like, like Tone said, it's kind of like he's a little hurt by the whole documentary. Like, I know he said before, like, LeBron's better than Michael Jordan, which that's probably a closer debate than, like, Kobe being better than Jordan. But... I just think he's a little bitter right now. And I feel like once they talk, I don't know if they've talked recently. He he definitely wouldn't think that because he played with him for the majority of his career. And you played with the greatest player of all time. So 
you know, you never played with Kobe, you never played with LeBron. So you had firsthand experience and seeing <laughs> this great, great dude dog in the league for the better part of two decades. So I just think he's just a little bitter. Yeah, I don't I would like to see him have these comments with MJ there. Maybe mm-hmm. sitting on the uh same stage on the panel and they ask that question. I'm pretty sure ten times out of ten, if he knew what's best for him, he not gonna he not gonna say that to MJ with MJ there. With the Jordan man taking off the headphones, he said what? Yeah. <sighs> um a lot of people are going back and forth with if LeBron was in the same position as Jordan, how successful he would be. Chris Boussard put it like this, as great as Kobe and Jordan are, they never won a championship without Phil Jackson. LeBron would have more rings if he had a Phil Jackson. How much is GM, coach, and ownership, how much has that affected LeBron's season with? Uh, it's important because it definitely uh it definitely staggered him in uh in Cleveland with a uh, what was his name um who's the owner right there I can't even think off the top of my head and Gilbert um, yeah and when he was going back and forth with him that that uh, definitely played a uh, a factor um, I mean he could have used better GMs better coaches and stuff but also when he does have certain coaches I don't think he respects certain coaches. Um, and he tries to basically coach the team himself. That's what I feel like. That's just what I feel like. Um, would he listen to a Phil? We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's never Wouldn't had he a Phil. He's never had a Phil type coach. So you can't even yeah. say that. Like, would he not listen to? Him? He's had coaches that have had some experience. Even that one year with the guy from overseas who yeah, black, but yeah, yeah David black. Black. Who he won a championship after having two coaches in one season. Like that's <laughs> what do you think would he would do if he had Phil Jackson? Who knows? Who knows? But I'm just saying it it he do be running over his coaches though too. He had Mike Brown, Eric Spolstra, mm-hmm. They all are good and they're all right. And whatnot, nobody of the aforementioned are on Phil Jackson's level. I think he'd listen to Phil just off of the respect, respect factor. I, from what you're saying, like with him running over coaches, I think it's because he don't respect him. And he feels. Yeah, but is, that some, but is that something you do? Is that something you do? You don't do that. As, he, a, as a leader, as a leader you, should fall, you should fall in suit with the other leader as well, too. And you set an example. He what was the one time like what was it, a coach or something whatever I think that was the owner, I might be wrong but um, but he just walked past him I think that was the owner I think well, but it's just certain things you don't do you should follow suit, and then have your teammates follow suit as well too. That's can just what follow, I think. Can you follow something that you don't believe in? Mm, that's tough. No, no, I, but you can recorrect it in a certain way though. You can you can. Reconstructed in a certain way. Like think, like, think about it. Like, if, if a coach, shoot, a parent, a teacher, if they telling you something and it just sounds fishy, 
more times than not, human nature, well, I won't say more times than not. I think half and half, some people be like, I'm going to just listen because they're the person that's in charge. And mm-hmm. you have who are like a LeBron, a MJ, who they feel their IQ is up there like that. What you say don't make no sense. I'm not listening to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, MJ kind of had that uh, perspective with Phil when Phil first came. Mm-hmm. MJ was like, nah, this whole uh, shared uh, equal opportunity offense ain't working. Right. So, I think LeBron would take that, and that would make him even more dangerous. Because that was the main thing. When Phil came, they were trying to get MJ to buy in and trust his teammates. And that's literally like LeBron in a nutshell. Like he trusts his teammates more than a Michael Jordan. I mean, once Phil came and he bought in, yeah, Michael Jordan definitely trusted his teammates more. But that's been LeBron his whole career. He's always trusted his teammates to a fault sometimes. That's why people say, oh, he doesn't have that killer instinct. It's, it's just, he doesn't. He, he, this is how he was built. I mean, you could say that he doesn't have this killer instinct and then just look back to the 2018 playoffs when he had nobody around him and basically carried that awful Cavs team to the championship and almost won that first game, if not for JR being... Kobe had nobody's on his team before, too. Kobe's had, Kobe had nobody's on his team before, too. All right, but look at the teams that Kobe had where you say there are nobodies, and look at that team, and look at these other Cavs teams where you couldn't even name anybody Bruh, on that team. That, that one team with Luke Walton and all these other subs up there? Bro, it's a picture. It's a picture. I'm going to show it to you. They were, they were bums. They were bums. The thing where I give Braun respect, though, he's still able to bring them to the playoffs. It's been teams that he brought to the Western, to the uh, finals, Eastern Conference finals, that everybody in their right mind know darn well this team is not supposed to be here. They already know whoever they go against in the West is a, it's a dub for them. Like that year they played the Spurs. They already knew what it was that the Cavs didn't have a chance. So I give them that props for uh, being able to really be a leader in that regard. I think if he had a Phil-type player, a Phil-type coach, he definitely had the same type of uh, same amount of rings. Easy. If he had a Phil-type coach, he would have six, seven, eight rings. Easy. All right, so do you think Michael Jordan would have the same amount of rings if he had uh, Mike, whatever, whatever he, he had? Uh, if, they, if they stayed with Doug Collins. Yeah, if they stay with Doug Collins, probably uh, not. He'd still be yeah, playing probably Euro not. ball. Probably not, because first of all, who who could control all those egos on that team besides a Phil? That's that's the major thing right there. MJ don't get a ring till Phil came about. So, how many rings do you think Kobe and MJ without Phil? Once Phil left in LA, Kobe ain't won nothing till Phil came back. Mm-hmm. How many rings do you think Kobe and MJ get without a fail? Hey. The world may never know. I don't know. He didn't have much he didn't have much success before that. They always had trouble. But he definitely get home. he definitely getting some rings though. He definitely getting at least one or two. Yeah, that's same with LeBron. He has a few rings. 
and even that year, what was it, 2016, when they came back from 3-1? <laughs> that was the assistant coach who was leading that team. So imagine if he had an actual Hall of Fame coach like Phil Jackson. Uh, there's no telling what he would do. MJ without Phil, he don't get six rings. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt it. I can agree with that. MJ without Phil doesn't get six rings. And I would say Kobe would still probably get the three with Shaq just because that mm-hmm. combo was just so – Shaq was literally like everybody praised Kobe and whatnot, but Shaq, Shaq was unstoppable, Shaq unguardable, unstoppable, unguardable. People that on other teams, seven feet, they look like giants and they monsters. They have great games till they play the Lakers, making grown men same height, probably not the same weight, but same height, making them look like point guards. They couldn't do nothing with the only thing to do with Shaq was foul him and hope he hope he misses free throws. So I think Shaq almost got one. He was in uh, Orlando. I think they would have got a uh, they would have still got, Kobe would still got rings. Now him having five, I don't know about that because I think that was big on Phil coming back. Something else that came from the. Jordan Doc that came out afterwards. We talked about it, but it came out after the episode was done a week or so after that there is audio that Jordan is saying he refuses to play with Zeke for that dream team. How much of an effect does that have on his legacy, any, that he lied about not wanting Zeke on the team. No effect. No effect. Nobody really wanted him up there anyway. Nobody wanted nobody wanted Isaiah up there. He was just the one to say it, even if it is audio, it doesn't matter. So he lied. So he lied. So what? Who cares? It's the GOAT. This is the GOAT we talking about, man. This I want, is the GOAT we talking about. I wanna say his legacy so much is affected, but Horace Grant Scotty Pippen, the people that are saying that there was some lies in this documentary, I think now it does have some validity to that. It's more believable that, hey, Jordan might have made this doc look best as possible for him. So, legacy, nah, he's still great um, as a player. As a person, I personally wouldn't want to play with him. I personally wouldn't want to have nothing to do with him. Former teammates, um, if I was a teammate then, legacy is his legacy. But the fact that it came out and you in the documentary unequivocally saying it wasn't you, uh, you might have lied about some other things than in the doc too there. That's the only thing I look at it now. Like, hey, Horace Grant might not be lying. He might be speaking facts. Horace Grant is a snitch, man. And we're going to keep it like that. And you know one thing Jordan didn't lie about? Those six rings. He ain't lie about that. He ain't lie about that. Did he lie about that? He didn't lie about the six rings. Exactly. Um, he lied about some other stuff, but, I mean, to each his own, whatever. Amen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. It's like it doesn't hurt his legacy at all. 
That's like, this is kind of like just some extra stuff that people are going to be like, oh, well, he did lie about the 92 Dream Team. But I'm pretty sure that if you ask anybody on that team, they know who Isaiah was. And he didn't rub anybody in the league the right way. Like, he rubbed everybody the wrong way. Literally, he was a pest. I'm sure Jordan didn't want him on that team because of that, them walking off the field, uh, field off the court game seven and not shaking anybody's hands and not even, like, acknowledging that they just got over the hump. Like, shout out to you guys. He didn't – they didn't get that. And every time Jordan played the Pistons, when they would lose, he would shake everybody's hand, show them respect. So I just – it doesn't – I don't think it really matters for his legacy because Zeke kind of lost a lot of respect. You could even say Larry Bird. He didn't have Larry Bird's respect either after he, he said what he said about him, saying, oh, people only care about Larry Bird and what he's doing because he's white. Nobody would care if he was, he was black. <laughs> it wouldn't be such a big deal. So I, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is one of those – one of those dudes that you don't really get along with. Yeah, man, I, I agree in that regard. I just don't think it's a good look that you lied about it. Anything else in this doc could be questioned. Like I said, we already we know what it is. As a person, Jordan is not the most uh, <laughs> friendliest person per se because he's such a strong desire to win, but. Hey, man, that's – it is what it is in that regard. But speaking of Larry Bird, I will find the audio clip. It was a couple episodes ago. Our listeners from the Bench Mob, everybody <laughs> kind of had a little pause moment and was trying to get clarity on this, but we had to save it for another episode. Johan and I did not – Larry Bird was better, but when asked, he didn't say that Durant was better than Bird. He just left it up in the air. Larry Bird or KD? Who is better? I'm saying mine right now. KD, hands down. KD, hands down. Better than Bird is not a conversation. Seven feet, can do everything that a point guard can do. Larry Bird, he cool, KD, top five all time. Man, he cool. That's it. That's only okay. All right, top five. Ahead, Miles, what you think? Nah, you go. This is about you. No, 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 no. Leave me alone. No, you go. Nah, you gotta, you gotta clear your name. I don't have like... to clear my name, dog. Okay, listen, right? For me, KD, it's easy. Skill... I know you want to say KD. I'm gonna answer it for you. Okay. KD. KD for Miles. KD for Tone. KD for the guy across the street. Okay. Whatever. Yo. KD can do everything, right? He can do everything. He can shoot. All that. I just want a little bit more respect for Larry Bird, man. We're not just going to discredit Larry Bird, yo. If I wanted to start a franchise, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm picking Larry Bird over KD. If I'm starting a franchise, you want to know why, though? But I've said it before. I've said it before, though. KD is not an alpha. No. He played left-handed. No. 
because KD is not an alpha, bro. KD is not an alpha. Like, if I'm building around KD, I'm not going to win a chip. Like, you're not. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't care if you out of your face. I don't care. You're not going to win a chip building around KD. You need an alpha there. Larry Bird is an alpha. I'm sorry. Skill-wise, yes, KD is better. Larry Legend. Larry, wait. Larry Legend. How do you get a name like that? Larry Legend, man. Legend. KD, seven feet tall. That's great. I'm going to build my franchise around Larry Bird. Dribble's better than Bird. KD would have had a ring at OKC if it wasn't for they didn't have other shooters, Westbrook. You see what happens when you put them around other great players. He would have had a ring at OKC if he wouldn't have answered that phone call from Draymond Green and left his team. Nah, they wouldn't have gotten a ring. Dang, man. You think Larry Bird would have answered the call from Draymond Green? Hey, you want to come over here? No, he would have banged on him. He would have banged on him right then and there. It's my team, dog. Click. That's what he would have did. Bird played with a couple hey, of – you saying – My fault. You go. Go ahead. played with a couple other Hall of Famers too, though. Larry Bird wasn't with um, a Russell Westbrook, a, a, a Roberson who can't shoot a lick. But who was the leader, though? KD was the leader. He's always been the leader of the team. No, no, I'm saying the Celtics. Larry Legend. Depending on what year. Okay, but look at those Celtics teams compared to the OKC team that he had with Russell Westbrook. That team was more well-rounded than OKC was. Like, he didn't have a Russell Westbrook, but he had a Dennis Johnson on his team. He had a Robert Parrish. All these guys are Hall, like Hall of Fame caliber players that <laughs> in the 80s, yeah. Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Danny Ainge, Dennis Johnson, Cedric Maxwell, Tony Archibald. Like he has. Oh, what? He has. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. What are you saying? Bill Walton. He has some teammates, man. And Way. imagine if Len Bias ended up playing for them like he was supposed to. Larry Bird, definitely. I don't think if Lynn Bias played, Larry Bird would have been the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. For sure, it would have been Lynn Bias. Easy. Rest but my knock, my, knock, my knock on KD, my, my knock on it is just KD is just not a leader for me. Like, I love the way he plays. Like, I love it, but he's just not a leader for me, yo. Everybody got their own opinion on KD being a leader, but as a player – as a player, he's a dog, and he can definitely do it all. So if, if, if the debate is who's better, it's KD. If I want to build, if I want to build a, a franchise or whatever, I'm probably starting it with Larry Legend. All right. I can't get with that one. But um, right now, there's been a lot of things going on outside of COVID. We hope that you guys are staying safe. But um, – Recently, George Floyd was murdered, and from the bench mob, we'd like to say that we stand with the people protesting for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, everybody. The list goes on and on. We literally have to have a whole show on a list. Um, 
I gotta say, like, you know, we're gonna stay in prayer for everybody that's going through it. People that's protesting, go for it, protest. I don't have any problem with the protesting. Um, I don't think violence is the answer. I don't think tearing down our own communities is the answer either. Um, how we've been doing it ain't been working. I, I don't, I can't tell you what the answer is, but what we've been doing hasn't been working. And the thing that a lot of people don't understand, yeah, there's people rioting and looting, but if you look at it from their perspective, I can get it just off the simple fact that we've been lied to. Like we believed y'all. We believed that this was a free country that equal rights and things were gonna change. And oh yeah, once we became free and we weren't slaves that we would be treated equal. And that hasn't been the case. Black men, black women, been lied to. Um, R.I.P. George Floyd, stand with y'all. Anybody that's not standing with us, ain't with us. Yeah, I just think that it's just tough because it's, it's, it's people that look like me and you and all three of us. Like, and it happens so often. Like, it might not happen, like, every day, every week, but if it happens every year constantly, then that's way too often for something to be happening without change. So I just think that I do, I stand, I definitely stand with the protesters. My sisters went down to Newark uh, for that's that great. protest a couple of days ago. And peaceful protests are, they're good. But when something happens for so long and you peacefully protest for so long, it's, it's kind of tough to be upset about the looting and it, it just boils over at a point, like the anger and it's just reached a point where people are fed up, like African-American people are fed up. We just, we know that something needs to be done. Like police relations is an issue that African-American people have always struggled with in America. And we're like 50 years removed from like the civil rights movement with Dr. King. And we're still going through the same struggle that <laughs> to an extent that they went through back then. So you, <laughs> It's just, it's, it's emotional just because it's like, I look at you guys and I don't know what I would do if something like this happened to you guys. Because it's like, that. then that would hit really close to home. And for the people who knew George Floyd, they knew the type of man he was. He wasn't, he wasn't about violence or anything deserving of what happened to him in the last few minutes of his life. And in this age of social media, it's, it's good that people are able to videotape these injustices happening. It's unfortunate that it has to come to that. I wish at, at some point we don't even have to worry about walking or running down the street and people thinking that I just robbed somebody or driving late at night and getting stopped by the police and 
your heart starts to race because you're mm-hmm. not sure what's going to happen. Because that's happened to me a few times. I've, <laughs> and it still happens. Like, if I, if I get pulled over by the cops, I, I just start thinking, like, could this be it? Is this mm. one of those times where the cop pulling me over sees the color of my skin and something about that rubs him the wrong way? So definitely I'm, I'm with the protesters. I support it. Keep going. We can't stop. We can't do this for a few months and then somehow it just move. We move on at some point. We just have to keep going until there's actual change. I agree. Um, I stand with the protesters. Um, It's definitely a right way to protest. Um, I hope people are protesting for the right reasons. We've seen a lot of people out here not really living by, uh, we're just doing it for, you know, uh, clout or what uh, I should say. Um, Definitely rest in peace, Joy Floyd. But I don't think rioting and looting is the answer and especially destroying your own community and where you live at as well too. This is just my opinion. Um, But I do know people want to be heard as well too. We want to be heard. Um, Being peaceful hasn't really been the answer. And then I don't think violence is the answer as well. Um, I really wish people, um, how should I say it? Um, I wish people were just more open and weren't ignorant. When you see my color, I'm not here to harm you. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person just like you. I think when certain people see certain colors, it's, I'm scared. I'm, I'm in defense, you know, from whatever they see, because racism is taught, you know, it's taught. This is not something you're born. Oh, I hate this color. I don't like this person that's taught, you know? So, um, I don't know. I have no solution right now. I can't even say, Hey, this is what we should go out here and do. Cause I'm, I'm really stuck on it. Um, I have no answer at all. Um, but I do know we need to change it fast though. I think part of it can start with, you see a lot of times when these, these things happen, they got the uh, talking about it, being interviewed. We need to have more of non-black people speaking up more. Mm. Making a change, voting, speaking to their legislators, because this is a human, a human issue, humanity. Mm-hmm. It, it, it needs to stop being. It's an African American issue. Oh, the African Americans are upset. Oh, the African Americans are being murdered. Yes, we specifically are being murdered, but it should be an everybody issue. Um, mm-hmm. I pray for everybody that's been involved with it. I pray for anybody that's been affected by it. Pray for this country. 
for things to start changing. Um, however that may look, I just pray people use wisdom and uh, yeah, I, I just pray for the families, man. This is definitely not something that's new to us, but the fact that it keeps happening. It don't have to happen every day. It don't have to happen every month. It shouldn't be happening anymore. It, it really shouldn't. Um, but thank y'all for tuning in. This is going to be on Still Not Worry Studios YouTube channel. So all streaming platforms. I got one more. I got one more thing to say. All right, all right. I just think come November, we need to encourage all African Americans out there to use your voice by going to the ballot and using what so many of our like parents or grandparents fought for and that's for the right to vote that's something that will be able, we can affect change that way too like many many african americans didn't come out and vote and they try to suppress the vote for african americans too so don't don't be discouraged if you have to wait in line for a little bit it's what we got to do to see change but definitely come November 3rd of this year, if you're not exercising your right to vote, you just, you don't really want to see change. That's how I feel. Said it best right there. Mm-hmm. Make sure y'all go out and vote. That'll be the change right there. Unless y'all want another four years of this. I uh, really have record numbers of African-American voters this year. Um, we can't, we can't, I don't think we can survive having another four years of this. So make sure that I do go out and vote. Whatever you want to vote. If they not, whatever, you know, candidate, whatever party, if they not having a plan that's directly for African-Americans somewhere in their policies or what they standing for, if they not having something that's going to speak to us directly, that ain't it. And we already know Trump, that ain't it right now. So study, read up, get the information that you need to make the right decision. Um, go out and vote, man. He said, still not worried, studios, YouTube channel, bench mob. Watching the platforms. Bitch Mob out. Peace. All right.